0: Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL
1: Network. Bring it up, Jake. final hour and the final power hour for a week because at the end of this hour we're going to be saying later suckers see you next monday but until then we got an hour left in the show we will talk some golf with our friend jason sobel from sirius xmpga tour radio and the action network coming up 20 minutes from now 40 minutes from now a little bit more on next year's super bowl market open at our show sponsor betmgm the king of sports books and we'll give you our bets for tonight in the nhl and the NBA. But speaking of betting on the NBA, joining us right now, hashtag Live On The Line, is our good friend, you better you bet family member, one time you better you bet crew member, our our buddy Rick Camp, a four for four in BetSports, giving out great NBA betting advice there on Twitter at Rick C Camp. He is also the co-host of the podcast entitled "I'm Fat," along with Jay Zawoski, which is really entertaining, and we encourage people to check it out. We love our guy Rick Camp. Rick, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, how are you?
2: Congrats guys for surviving football season and uh, enjoy the time off. I'm glad to be one of those helping to filibuster until you get to that time.
1: <laughs> Rick knows us too well.
0: We, we love you. Let's uh let's talk about MVP to start. And Nick can kind of get some, maybe some betting thoughts from you, what you've seen recently as well. Uh, I, I know, you know, the MVP market. I know, you know, that, that Jokic is a pretty big favorite minus price SGA is behind him. Giannis Luca double digits. Feels like everyone's been trying to talk themselves into Kawhi or Jalen Brunson at really big prices. I think we think the next Tim Bontem straw poll is gonna come out at the end of this week, most likely on Friday. It's when it came out last year. Give us your kind of like bird's eye view handicap of the MVP market right now.
2: I think you summed it up pretty well. It's there's Jokic, there's SGA, and there's let's try and figure something else out to be, you know, an option because everybody wants to have value at every moment to be able to bet. I just don't know that there's much at this moment because I, I just don't trust Milwaukee enough. I know people that are more in the weeds on X's and O's and that type of stuff than myself are saying the Bucks' process is starting to look better, even if the results aren't there yet. I just don't know if I want to trust it and, like, what would the Bucks have to do for Giannis to truly get in that discussion? I don't know. And and same with Luca, like sure they you know just curb stomped the Thunder in their first game with uh with Gafford and PJ Washington, but I just uh, if if Luca was going to be part of this, I feel like he'd be closer and part of it already. I don't know what else he can do as well. So it's just it feels kind of stale at the moment to me. To where you know maybe should Donovan Mitchell be a, a shorter price than some books have him? Probably, but like it's going from. to 0.3 percent or something like that so i feel like the market's pretty true at the moment and as someone that has you know i have some Jokic and some sg i'm kind of just letting that sit and play out at least for probably the the foreseeable future here
0: they're going to hand out the trophy in about three months rick uh who is adam silver going to hand the trophy to in three months if you had to predict it in 15 seconds if you want I
2: want to say SGA, but I think it is going to be Jokic. You know, it's just one of those where if he's this big of a favorite right now when he's not doing anything outside of what he already does, he's going to keep doing that the rest of the year. So as long as, you know, they're going to be in the top four, I think it's him and, you know, who knows if the Thunder, they'll be in the top four, but wherever. But if it's two versus three, one versus three, that type of thing, I don't know that there's any jostling within that one through four that could get SGA MVP over Jokic.
1: Rick, I want to ask you about most improved player where Tyrese Maxey and the Sixers broke their losing streak over the weekend. Maxey had uh, a near triple-double, 28-9-7, and 7, and a win over the uh, over the Washington Wizards. And, like, it's not the same market as defensive rookie of the year because, like, Jalen Carter didn't really do anything. Like, Maxey's done a lot. So, again, it's not the same thing. Well, but Philly kinda, both Philly guys. Both Philly guys. Where I think kind of like Maxey's a vulnerable favorite now it was much more appealing to bet against maxi in this market like seven days ago when he was like minus a thousand currently minus two fifty at our show sponsor bet MGM. But, uh, Rick, I, 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 would like to build like a big, no maxi position, right? Um, just like, who do we like here in this market? Besides for maxi, uh, Shen Goon of Houston plus 500 Kobe white of your bulls is at six. Jonathan Kaminga, my guy is at 10 to one. We go Scotty e. Barnes, Jalen Johnson and others from there. Um, is that your strategy with this market? You're looking to fade Maxi. What are you doing with most improved player?
2: So preseason, even before the Harden trade, it was um, pre-free agency. I got Maxi at 35 to 1. So I realized I came into this season with a massive advantage and tons of wiggle room to be able to hedge. So I have little bits of, of Shangoon White and Kaminga to where I'm at least going to have some profit as long as it's one of those four. I feel like if Kobe White was on any other team than the most rudderless franchise in the NBA right now that no one cares about, nor should they, I think he would be the main contender. But it's odd to say the guy on the team in Chicago is going to have a problem with people caring about his team. But with what Kobe White is doing and how just he's also right up there leading, if not second in the league, in minutes played. Like, per game, he is playing a boatload of minutes, too. So I really feel like he probably should be the guy if it's not going to end up being Maxi. But if the Warriors are going to surge at the end of the year, you know, with their schedule lightening up a lot, then I could see this momentum for Kaminga continuing, especially I don't necessarily think they're going to make it out of the play-in, but if they're able to get themselves to a point where they're hosting a play-in game, I think there's a real chance that Kaminga would be the dude because I just don't know how relevant the Rockets or Bulls are going to be the rest of the way to get that narrative push.
0: Yeah. It's, it's so funny. Like Kaminga has like 21 points and everyone's like, watch out Kaminga time. Kobe White has like 29, nine and eight. And everyone's like, who, what did they play the wizards tonight? Like I didn't watch that game. It's, just like, it's like really unfair, honestly. And uh sixth man, Rick is a, another market that I feel like is going to get pretty wacky here. Maybe not. I'll, I'll give you like my fit. I asked you about this market last time we had you on and you, I made you make a pick and you laughed at me, which shows you like how crazy, like it's just how unpredictable this whole thing has been because Tim Hardaway Jr. kind of starts sometimes doesn't seem particularly interested in wanting to win the award. I wonder if he even scoffs at being thought of as a six man, to be honest. And it feels like to me, at least Rick, and I'm curious if you agree, like it feels like Malik Monk is actually making like a really strong push currently to just being the guy who wins the award. Maybe they don't win enough, but they're going to win like they're going to make the playoffs. He's scoring a lot more. And I think he's going to like want to win it and trumpet himself and his coach will too. Do you see monk making the same push that I, do you think I'm nuts? Do you think it's really wide open still? There are some other names we could talk about if you're interested in those guys.
2: Um, I do believe Monk is making the push. And I feel like I know preseason and you and I always talk about the rubric for these awards and I feel like the winning kind of just has to not fully go out the window, but more go out the window than normal just by the nature of the candidates this year. It does feel like Monk, but I'm also not 100% sure about the Kings in the playoffs. That's a whole That might be a different discussion that also plays into affecting Monk. But, yeah, I think the fact that Hardaway is losing some of that probability and going to Monk and maybe going to Powell and Levert a little bit more feels right. Uh, I if I had to say who I think would win it if everything ended today, it would be Malik Monk at this point. So again, like a few of these other markets, I have a little bit of Monk and I have a little bit of Levert. So I feel like I'm, I'm covered on an okay amount of probability there. But I think if this was given out today, it'll be Malik Monk. As for the end of the year, I still really don't know. I almost think it could end up being Levert.
1: You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken. Magnificent Football Monday following Super Bowl 58. Talking the NBA right now with our friend Rick Camp from Four for Four and BetSperts on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. Rick, as far as game-by-game game betting goes in the association right now, anything tickling your fancy, any, like, team that you're looking to ride, fade, et cetera here, game-by-game game betting in the NBA?
2: There's a prop market that's interesting that I, I noticed early but then kind of forgot about, and then – I was talking with our guy, Noops, today, and he brought it back to my attention. And it's Evan Mobley has started shooting threes again. He's not shooting many. But considering what the market is, and especially, like, here's one of my bets for tonight. Evan Mobley, just to hit a single three-pointer, is more than two to one over on BetMGM. He's hit that he's hit a three in three of his last five games. He's hit multiple threes in two of those. So he's not taking a ton of them, but now that he started shooting them again, obviously they're going to be quality looks because every defense is going to dare him to shoot. But if he's willing to commit to two or three attempts a game, and that line, you know, that juice doesn't move down. That's it's a smash spot for me tonight. So I think that's interesting, especially with you know, the development of him is not as important now as winning in the moment. So that means maybe emphasizing offensively space for jared allen more than developing the offensive game of mobley so maybe that's one of you know one of those ways to be able to see that manifest so i think that's been really interesting and one thing with the bulls just because it's a team i see all the time i don't know that they're necessarily going to do it tonight but they've been playing a lot of double big lineups since that minnesota game tory craig was out he's back in the lineup so that gives them a little bit of versatility but it's been giving Andre Drummond a little bit a few more minutes so it's been lowering the ceiling for Vooch rebounds raising the ceiling for Drummond rebounds and his double doubles have been pretty good until he got in foul trouble last game so just a couple things that one led to a bet tonight one doesn't necessarily but just to keep an eye on in terms of stylistically how teams are
0: playing Rick, we'll get, uh, maybe get back to tonight's bets in a second. You mentioned the Cavs there. You mentioned Lavert as part of your six-man-of-the-year answer, and you mentioned Jared Allen there. And I think what's happening a lot is as the Cavs just keep playing so well and they win so many games, and look, the schedule is going to be easy for them than it is for some of the Western Conference teams because of, wh- of who they play in the Eastern Conference in their division. I feel like a lot of people are trying to figure out like how to reward the Cavs for what's happening right now, Bickerstaff, Lavert, And then you mentioned Jared Allen. Do you – Allen's been the most bet defensive player of the year candidate recently. His price has fallen the most. He's the second choice behind Gobert, who's still a really big favorite. In about a minute here, do you consider Jared Allen like a reasonable defensive player of the year candidate? Do you think this is like a real thing?
2: If we're saying to be second behind Gobert, looking at the other candidates right now, <laughs> yes. I, I think I think that is possible. I, I don't know what it would take necessarily for Rudy Gobert not to win this, unless you know you don't root for injury, not asking for it or anything. But if he were to suffer some sort of season-ending injury, basically now it might be what it would take for anyone to be able to catch up to him. I have Gobert. I also have Allen. Like I have an Allen at five hundred to one that I did on a whim one night. So I would, I would love if he were able to outperform Rudy Gobert the rest of the way and somehow make up this deficit. But realistically. I just don't think it's the case. The Cavs are a really good defense. Like they're inching closer and closer to Minnesota in terms of their defensive rating. But when you consider the impact that Gobert has, I understand he has more elite defenders around him for the first time in his career than Allen does. But considering it's the West and considering just how good Minnesota has been and how much they need that defense versus their offense, I think it's still going to be him. He's got the reputation to where, you know, NBA diehards really know Jared Allen, but do enough people know Jared Allen to truly think he could contend for this award? I I just don't think it's realistic.
1: Rick, in about a minute here, your favorite bet's coming up for tonight in the NBA.
2: Outside of the Mobley, over a half three-pointer, which again is over two to one over at BetMGM. Uh, Aaron Neesmith of the Pacers, over five and a half boards. If you can find a four and a half, that's... Minus 120 or better, feel free to play that. But if you can find a five and a half, I'm cool with that. He's been really good on the glass for the Pacers, even with um Pascal Siakam there. So he has, you know, he's been probably underrated a little bit since that acquisition, just thinking you have an actual power forward. He doesn't have to play that role as much, but he does get the rebounds for them. And also against Charlotte, he has done that consistently this year. John Collins, over 24 and a half points plus rebounds. The Warriors are small, so while they might have guys that can, you know, be more athletically similar to him, he's just getting volume on the glass and to create his own, uh, you know, to create his own offense. So either twenty-four and a half, or if you want to play a double-double, seeing that around plus one fifty is fine. And Maxi Kleba in kind of a new role with the acquisitions the Mavs have made, since he's been in the starting lineup, and Derek and Derek Lively is out again tonight. He's had three or more assists in every single game, so over two and a half assists is plus one ten. I'm here for that, and if you know you want to play an alt line at four, get a little bit extra value there. He he's a good playmaker, good in that dribble handoff game. He can pop as well. He's a smart guy on the offensive end, so he's able to find guys, and they have more shooters now available. So. Maxi Kleba over two-and-a-half assists. John Collins over 24-and-a-half points plus rebounds. Mobley over half a three. Aaron Neesmith over five-and-a-half boards.
1: Rick, great job, buddy. Uh, we appreciate it. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good, guys. Enjoy the time off. Our about, right, Yeah, we will. Oh, thank you, Rick. We love you, buddy. Uh, on, on Twitter at Rick C. Camp. Coming up next, we'll get some golf bets coming up for the weekend from our friend Jason Sobel, Sirius XM, PGA Tour Radio.